Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every single Bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y. And um, tonight, um, I'm all by myself. I guess that the rest of the cast has taken the knife off. Um, They didn't tell me, though. I wish they had just said, you know what, we're taking the night. But they didn't say that. Um, So instead, it's just me. And I do have guest Tyler Boudreaux back with us this week. You know, I'd like to think that I'm like uh, the the sixth bare naked lady, fifth beetle of of the podcast. <laughs> you pretty much are. <laughs> so maybe maybe that maybe my voice brings a smile on a couple people's faces. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but thank you for having me. It is great to have you. And and you requested this song. Yeah, I like any gym song. Yeah. Um. So. In case you don't know what song we're talking about, we're talking about the gym song we took tonight. Uh, we don't have Aaron, so I will explain that that actually comes from the album Fake Nudes. Uh, so just coming out as we started this podcast. If you've never heard that song, here's a quick snippet. We took the night. We chased the And as you said, it's it's written by Jim. Jim Cregan of Bare Naked Ladies. I mean, it's very obvious that it's written by Jim. <laughs> well, it's not Jim Morrison or anything. I just wanted to be clear. Well, no, no. <laughs> this Jim would be Gaffigan. a very different song if it was a Jim Morrison song. <laughs> Actually, well, what the one of the main things I wanted to say about this song is that it does really feel like a song that like my parents would have driven around to like when they were when they were in their cruising days like it has i guess i guess that sort of like 90s slow jam kind of vibe a little bit i don't know like i think the acoustic version fits that better than the album version maybe like i could definitely see the acoustic version being a either a 70s or a 90s tune um the the other part has a little bit too much almost grunge added into it and not quite but just enough of that darkness added into the background with with the bass that i think that it makes it so it it definitely is more of a 2000s type sound but you are right because there's the main version from fake nudes and then there's the acoustic version from the is is there a clever title for the fake nudes acoustic? It's just called fake nudes naked, and that's and that's like let it be naked is the is the classic like oh it's the acoustic or the like unproduced version. We call it naked for some reason. Who came up with that? I, Paul McCartney. <laughs> yep, it's got to be a Paul thing. Other bass player songwriter. <laughs> Um, it's in the key of D. Whoa. How'd you get that information? Aaron's uh, uh, not here either. 
No. Um, I, I will admit that I got this from Ultimate Guitar Tabs. Um, so it oh. could be wrong, but according to them, it's in the in the key of D. Yeah, no, because sometimes like when I start playing a song, you're like, that's not the key that that song's in. But for a song this small, I don't see how it would be possible for someone to be like, no, nah, I just put it into an easier key. That's for like, take me home country roads, not this. Right. No, this is pretty simple. It, it's according to this, it's C to D A G. So that would be a... Now, it's interesting that they're saying it's in the key of D, because if that's the case, it's starting off with six. Or no, it's starting off with the seventh chord. So it's going seven, one, and then five, and then four. <laughs> Which, that's an odd chord, you know, chord progression to go with. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm pulling up I'm pulling up the chord chart right now on Ultimate Guitar Tabs just to give it a good old gander. I mean, yeah, it's I would think that you would count forward that you would say it was in the key of C, but maybe maybe it's not. Maybe they No, start no. Off that is a... that is like a music theory thing. It's like it's kind of like you kind of know what the bass note is. And not all songs start on the bass note. Right. Like well, and every line starts off from Mon C. Like, so it's an interesting idea to, that if he's not doing that, then he is starting off with, with the seventh note every single, every single time. Well, it's like, we took, we took, we took, um, which is like going down. So it's not like he's going, we took, uh, which is like from the seven to the eight. It's going from the seven to the one. Which is, oh man, I wish I was good at talking about music, but I'm really not. <laughs> so if that's the case, we too. Yeah, it goes down. He's we okay. Too. So the notes he's playing go down. The notes he's singing, I mean, go down. But the notes he's playing go up. If no, because this because C to D doesn't mean it's going up on the scale. You can go to the lower D. Right. You could go to the lower D. That that is true. I don't know if it takes that much of a drop though. Does it? You know, we need we need Aaron's breakdown and we don't have it. We don't. We don't. I I am desperately missing Aaron and Heidi tonight. But. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot Heidi too. I not not to not to, to have Heidi erasure. <laughs> A lot of times what happens is like the song doesn't start necessarily on the note. But it ends on the a lot of songs will usually end on the the bass note and resolve onto it to, to be a little bit more clear. Right. Also, according to this um, ultimate guitar tabs, it does sort of um, sort of climb up a bit or it, it goes places with the key that with the keys that it's in, because later on it gets to more of a, a D E F F sharp minor a progression. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then it resolves back to C D A. Yeah. So he's do- he's doing stuff with the chord progression, which is fun. But again, I I am not smart enough to talk about. I I like I have that classic thing of where I always I always know enough. I know more than the average person, but I don't know enough to actually engage in the 
the conversation at an expert level. Exactly. And I know enough to know that I don't know enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I know that this looks different. And I know that, like, it's weird to say it's in, in the key of D and then to have to have C your starting note on every single line. But I don't know how that works. Out. Well, like if I was playing Canada Dry on the ukulele, um, it's it's a C G F G, and so yeah, G is the bass note because you're coming back to it twice in the same riff. But you start on C. Like it, it uh-huh. truly doesn't matter what note you start on. It's which one is the root of the and D is the the note that like the C note is very quick. It's C to D. Like it, we took. And it and then the night, so it like it, it is a very quick down up, but it yeah like so. we were saying it, like it has a very distinctive feel of a song. It doesn't feel like any of the other songs on Fake Nudes. Oh, I mean a little bit, but just just because it's a gym song. Um, like the instrumentation and like the production quality does have a similar sound. But obviously, the songwriting style is completely different in a good way. And it's Mm -hmm. also completely different than, you know, the last song I was probably on this podcast talking about, Narrow Streets, last gym song, which (laughs) is like a like a Weezer song, if you remember what I said about it. Like, it's kind of this weird, like, (laughs) like pop rock song. And this is a very different vibe. It feels more like Brothers Cregan. Yes. And I would say it it definitely has a more jazzy vibe than anything else on the album. Yeah, particularly when we took the night, we were lost in time. And then there's that little horn fill. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, like that's like that's that's the sort of like counter melody thing that's like the base like like what good songwriters do which like they don't just have the melody they have the entire instrumentation figured out and what the counters are going to be that's like what paul mccartney's famous for mm-hmm. and it just sounds cool like it does the the dri- <laughs> the driving of the bass um the you know the little cymbal hit that tyler starts the the song out on yes it's interesting cuz jim in the webisodes for this album actually says this this is a he said that this is a rocker and i'm like what wait ah. i i mean it's driving that bass is definitely driving the song and but i wouldn't have like when when i think of songs that are rockers i don't think we took the night that's total rocker <laughs> well it's it's i mean if you want to be a little bit glib you could call it soft rock I um, think that that would be more what I, I, I could see like a hollow notes singing something like this <laughs> or five for fighting. If we want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> recent bare naked ladies, friends, I could definitely see five for fighting doing something like this. <laughs> and then in the acoustic, you actually do hear Kevin's piano for some of the parts Oh, I love as well. Piano. So, um, that that does because instead of having like the fake horns, it's just the piano part doing it. Mm-hmm. I prefer that. <laughs> I, I just don't I do like usually prefer horns. an acoustic version. <laughs> I do, I do. I don't like fake horns. I don't like them on any any song. Give me real horns any day. 
Um, but I really, but I do think that like it does make sense as a rock song. Like if they played this live, you would like you would get it a little bit more. And I think, and you could talk about how often they've played it live because I'm I'm sure you've looked it up. Um, but like, yeah, it's this sort of song where you can do as a jam and as like a more acoustic, silly thing. I mean, that's often an indicator of a good song. Last night I saw the Moldy Peaches live for their like two two date Brooklyn stint. That's like the first time they've played in America in 20 years. And it's cool because Moldy Peaches are famous for being this like ah, cute little like indie alt um folks band but it's like no like half of their songs are like these rockers and then when you when you're playing them on stage with a full five-piece band it's like yeah these songs are going hard we were moshing to the moldy peaches like (laughs) i could see a version of this song where you know ed turns up the guitar distortion in it and it's a little bit more hectic well i think the so I like the acoustic version. The acoustic version is the one that I have on my playlist. It is less of a rocker, obviously, because of that, uh, because it's acoustic. And it, it, the electric guitar is a little bit more forward on the album version, which I think that might then make it sound a little bit more um, rocker esque. It's just not what I typically listen to. Well, the other thing the song's got going for it too is it's got kind of this um well like the like the first the, the the first bit of the song is the chorus that we took the night but it doesn't feel like the chorus the the chorus is really like the we were lost in time it never mattered it never will broken scattered like that's the like that's the what you're building to so you and- just said broken scattered because I'm, I, I think it, it probably is broken, shattered. Well, no, the so online everyone has broken, shattered, or broken, scattered, but that's not what's in the liner notes. Oh, in the liner notes, and once I once I had the notes in front of me and I watched him sing it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely what he's saying. But I could see how people could get the other thing as well. Is when hope gets scattered. You're totally right, though, because I was I was reading the the lyrics off of the guitar tab site, and I've definitely heard the like when hope gets scattered, like like my brain has heard it. I just like you know me. I don't like my brain doesn't process lyrics the same way. So I like I just read it and then I didn't even realize it was wrong. Well, and then obviously so does everyone else because <laughs> there's not a website out there that got it right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I actually had to go on to um, song songmeetings.com and the uh, genius.com and change the lyrics because they had so many wrong pieces to it as I was going through. Like they, they put skylight in there as one word. So we watched the skylight. That's... <laughs> No, that's not what he's saying. He's not it's saying an, we looked up at this indirect thing in the ceiling. We watched the sky, the light in the sky. <laughs> we watched the skylight, <laughs> not the, the the mirror in the ceiling. <laughs> it's an attributive noun, not yeah. 
Like there the were so window. many little things that changed the whole meaning of the song when I was going through it. I'm like, no, that's not even close to what what you're what it should be saying here. Why? I mean, but I guess the last thing I was gonna say before we start talking about the lyrics is I really like the way that the chorus is sort of like the chill part of the song. And the verses are like the, like they're really going for it, sing out. parts mm-hmm. and then it always returns back to the dun, 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 just simple chorus we took the night yeah and usually you would have that reversed where the chorus would be your driving thing in the song yeah don't stop believe it yeah that's your chorus right, right. and that's not the way it is with this song which is really cool Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Yeah, he's, you know, Jim knows how to subvert our expectations. He's much like Ryan Johnson in that way. (laughs) Also, with this song, they kept it really simple. One of the things they mentioned in the webisode was that they didn't do a lot of overdubs on this song while they were recording it. It was just the quartet. What, What they had in the studio was what they recorded with at that time. I mean, even when you're recording Jim's voice, like... His voice is so pure here, especially if you listen to the acoustic version where it's mm. like even more raw. He doesn't have this like rock and roll voice. He He's just a guy singing mm. and it's it works still because he can hit the notes. 
and he and he can have a rock and roll voice when he wants to, when he needs to, but he's not using that for this song. And then yeah, I guess during during the like it never mattered, it never will. There is like a harmony going too, so. And they do sing in har- they do sing harmonies through a lot of this song, actually. But you said there's not like it was mostly them just playing it live, right? So they didn't like they didn't go back through and add in a whole bunch of background stuff. So when they're doing the harmonies, like you you can see it with the acoustic version, for example, you have Jim singing his line, and all the other guys are adding the harmonies in behind, but it's it's not a lot of overdubs and stuff like that. It's just them singing it right there. And then like they would on stage. Yeah. I like it when bands do that. It's pretty cool. And And, And it's one of the reasons I like the acoustic version too, is that literally it's them just playing in the studio together. Bare Naked Ladies is really one of those bands that, you know, like every song that they've written, they could probably just jam out um pretty spontaneously if they needed to (laughs) you know not not the super obscure ones but (laughs) they could figure it out like elf lament that's what's impressive about the the stephen page trio too it's like because those other guys aren't even you know from stephen page's band most of the time like if they're playing the old songs they these guys just learned all of his songs right And yet they're right there for it. Um, although I would like to see Stephen Page play with like a full set sometime. I would love to see. I, I wish that he would tour with like the Toronto, the Toronto Philharmonic or the Toronto Symphony um, and, and do like what he did with Andy that one time. That would be an amazing tour. Yeah, I think he's satisfied with what he's doing. <laughs> I think he's very happy with what he's doing. He he seems to be enjoying life a lot right now, and so he should be. It would be cool to see him like go out as as like a full time opening act with someone, though. I agree. But anyway, I'd love to see him open for BNL. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to play together. They don't have to like each other. Well, I was just thinking, like, back when Violent Femmes opened for Bare Naked Ladies, like, Violent Femmes only really does, like, a 45 to 50-minute set anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, do that, and then have another band that's going to put on a full 90 go after you. <laughs> um, Like, Steve, like, a full 90-minute set works for him, but he can do just as much in 50 minutes. So do, like, a double headliner. I love his 90-minute sets, though. Yeah, but it it does start to lull. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I've ever been to a Steve show where it lulled. Um, I, or or at least the crowd starts to lull. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to one where the crowd even did. 
All right. Well, I've been to I've been to a show in the the stage behind a library and at the Ridgefield Playhouse where not everybody was into it for the full 90 minutes. Well, when he was at when he was at the city winery in Boston, I, I will agree that people were pretty much on the whole time. I know when I saw him in New Hampshire, like people were there for it the whole entire yeah. time. So, yeah, that's the Tupelo. That's people are showing up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, back to this <laughs> it, song, though. Because, you know, Steve almost took over this episode. There are lyrically, like, there's one other line that really got messed up online. The lyric online says, too far and you've gone. That's that's not correct. The correct line is, through the fog and you are gone. I don't know how you get too far and you've gone from through the fog and you've gone, but... Yeah, that's not even close to correct. I wouldn't have been able to tell you either way what that line was. So I just don't understand why people don't like just grab the liner notes and type it in. It's like it's like a weird Internet thing where like one person one time typed down what they thought the lyrics were. And then everybody everything else on the Internet is just copied and AI generated and No, so I, everybody thinks that that's what it is, but I, I think you're absolutely correct. I think like genius and or song meetings saw that someone else had these lyrics up. They cut and they pasted it onto theirs and easy peasy. We get we get the lyrics. No, you get. The- but shout out to physical media for, you know, having liner notes. I I hope that the next album, which comes out in just a couple of weeks, um, actually have has liner notes in it. I I will be very sad if that's not the case. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer period, like at the end of the CDs being prominent, but you could still pretty much get them for whatever album you wanted. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, it's, there's a CD, but there's just like a flimsy, like one page thing for the cover, as opposed to like a full set of liner notes. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't like that. I, I want to see all the words. I want to be able to mull through it and, and decide what it means. So, Unless you're an indie band that's just like doing like a half fold. Like, yeah, <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're a studio recording, you know, contract band, you can afford a sheet of paper. Yes. Although BNL, please do not put pink on purple and purple on pink again. That it, <laughs> to us old people who are actually younger than you, it is really hard to read these liner notes. <laughs> the fake nudes color scheme never quite did it for me. It always felt like a diversion from their overall aesthetic. Although the Bare Naked Ladies album covers have never really had a consistent aesthetic. No. So I'll give them that. No, they've always been. Each each one is very different than the last. There's no pattern or themes. Yeah, they're not the white stripes. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think this song is about? Because I will admit that I'm I have a very simple read on it, but I think Jim is general and esoteric enough that I don't get what he's going to. (laughs) Um. Well, what what was the other song? That was the other gym song that was all about sex that we did. <laughs> was, was, um, all I want to do is brush your teeth. Oh, in the what was that one? Oh no, it's not in, in the, the drink. drink. 
Is it in the drink? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this one's definitely not about sex, but I, I you know, I don't think it is. <laughs> but I, it, well, it kind of, that's why I said it reminds me of like driving, you know, late at night with the windows down, mm-hmm. listening, listen, not listening to music super loud, but loud enough. Like it, it feels like something that you would just, just drive and groove to and maybe, Maybe your romantic partner is by your side, just there with you, and you're both just singing along or living in the moment. And and that feels like, you know, taking the night, chasing the moon. You know, maybe it is the skylight in the car, and they're talking about the, the, the sunroof or the moonroof. Okay. <laughs> um, Hanging on for a chance in a shadow and a glance. You know, th- they're not they're not they're not lyrics you're necessarily meant to interpret literally especially something like warm from the chill what does that mean well it's not warm from the chill it's warmth from the chill but still warmth from the chill what is that well i mean if you're talking about driving i mean you would have the heater on so you'd be getting warmth, <laughs> warmth from the car, from the chill, you know, away from the chill outside. The blue oh, light would be oh, the blue not, light from the radio. It's not an ablative of origin. It's an ablative of separation. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. This is why this is why we need Latin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I think that the climax of the song, we, we were lost in time. It never mattered. It never will. When hope gets scattered we took the night like yeah it's like it doesn't matter what else is going on in your life just just all that matters right now is the road is the drive Mm. chasing the moon so just kind of being in being in the moment being in the moment yeah and and specifically that that mood of you know treasuring youth and treasuring freedom um, almost like your pun at the, from the beginning of the episode, taking the night off, but, but like, you know what, we're going to take the night and we're just going to enjoy ourselves. We're going to cruise. We're going to, we're going to sing along with Smokey Robinson and this song. <laughs> um, I can see that. And we're going to get, um, White Castle or whatever. I can see that. I was. My my very vague take on it was just them hanging out at night, kind of running along the beach kind of thing. Oh, okay. Which kind of, you know, then that kind of goes with the um, through the fog and you were gone. Oh, so it's like a horror movie? <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, fog on the on the. <laughs> I chased you. <laughs> well, I think like I chased you, and like they're running, they're chasing each other, they're being playful, and then she passes him, and and she keeps going, but he's run out of breath, and and <sighs> he's just kind of stopped. Well, this whole like beach setting does feel like the the vibe a good vibe for a horror movie. <laughs> And then the, some of the lines feel like like cutesy little like spooky cliches. 
I will kill you, and then you'll feel the warmth from the chill. <laughs> so this is really the new. This is the new uh, theme song for the new Scream movie, is what you're saying. I I wish I had seen a Scream movie. I was thinking about like the the you know the opening of Us when the the girl is at like the sort of Coney Island beach carnival area. Mm-hmm. Except there's a monster there killing people. <laughs> we chase the moon. I chased you with my knife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a self-aware slasher. It's like, yeah, we chase the moon. I chase you. You run away. You get it. The warmth from the chill is, is the blood gushing out during the middle of the night. Yeah. I watch as you pass and you keep running on. It's like, you know, sometimes it's more fun for the killer to just stand still and let other people freak out. I keep it still. There we go. Yeah. And maybe it is. Maybe it is we watch the skylight. They're watching to see the, the murderer in the in the skylight. You know who else comes out at night? Werewolves? The freaks. Oh, The yeah. freaks come out at night. That's true. I mean, we're out right now. I'm in a closet. <laughs> okay, I'm out. So I'm not I'm not out. <laughs> Distinctly. <laughs> by, by that by that nomenclature. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, we're way off the rails and I don't know what else to say about this song. <laughs> I have nothing to bring us back to cuz I'm like I don't know where to go with this song. It's a sweet little gym song, and I don't know if I loved the gym. I think there were two gym songs on Detour to Forest. There were there were Chambers two and on Detour. I'm trying to think of how many there were on this one, though. I think this is the only one on Fake Nudes. That's what I was thinking as well. Is that this was a very gym light album? Here together and Paul Chambers are definitely the gym songs from Detour to Forest. I don't think there's any others here together was the one he played on the tour. And I, and I didn't really connect with that one. I'm looking forward to hearing the new one from the album. And then I'm quite sure that this is the only one from fake nudes. Yeah, it is. There's a whole bunch of Kevin, but one, two, yeah. three, four, fake five, nudes is the one six. that got really Kevin heavy. Yeah. It's very Kevin heavy <laughs> versus. And then I, and then I think Detour had a good balance. All it's, it's been interesting because I, I feel like Silver Ball really worked. And then Fake Nudes, eh, it's okay. And then Detour to First kind of worked. So if, if we've got kind of an every other pattern going, I worry about this <laughs> next one. Please, no. Please. I do want to hear more gym stuff. I am The more I listen to it, the more I am enjoying the gym stuff and yeah, this is a good chance for us to to rate this because I'm just trying to think. I, I I'm gonna say uh how many American graffitis does this song? <laughs> you know, a good racing perfect. Good racing movie, you know. Graffiti is already plural, but yeah. Yeah. How many American graffiti? No, that just doesn't <laughs> But then that just yeah. sounds wrong. But an individual graffiti is a graffito, I believe. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now I'm really lost. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, do you want to go? You want um, me to go? I'm going to have you go just because I'm trying to find the spot on the, the spreadsheet here, and I don't have anyone else to throw it to while I do that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to say for American graffiti, 
I like this song every time it comes on. You gotta give a bump for a gym song. It's unique. It's fun. It's it's cool. It's a vibe. It's very bare naked ladies, but also very unique. And I gotta I gotta give it up to them. I'm gonna say that I think I like this song. I don't like it quite as much as looking up. But I like this song more than the song The Love We're In. I'm going to have to give it a 3.63. That's very specific. I mean, we're getting to the nitty gritty here at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Um, But I like like that you have your comparisons where you're really balancing it out. Make sure everything works out. I'm fairly. trying. I'm trying on a week by week basis to really kind of be like, well, is it quite as good as this? Let's let's see. You have more regularity. I just show up and I say I like. This right. Song. Exactly. I, I mean, I have to week by week have a have a comparison. Otherwise, you know, what's a ranking system worth? All well, right. We're running out of time. So I'm just going to say, Tyler, it's been great having you. Thank you so much, Tracy. I love I love talking BNL and, with you. Uh, Look up amateur nerds on your podcatcher to find my podcast talking about high school musical three one minute at a time. And this week coming up is Labor Day weekend, but me, I'm gonna be thinking forward to my favorite holiday. So from all of us at Bare Naked ABCs, all puns intended, we wish you a Merry Christmas, which is we, next week's song. Perfect. We wrapped it up. The Zoom hasn't ended yet. <laughs> so zoom it. where it happened. All right. Thanks, Tracy. It's good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks. That was fun. Don't forget. No regrets. Except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.